0: Hey guys, it's Jayla and Niana, and this is the, the never-ending never ending fight. fight. <laughs> I don't know. So today we're going to be talking about lynchings with Niana. Go ahead, take it away. Okay, guys. So. So, my question is Do you all believe lynchings still exist? So, first, I'm going to give you a little background of like what Google's definitions are. So, the definition of lynchings is the effects of murder done in public, view victimizing the witnesses and the community. In lynchings, historically, after murder is committed, the attackers would often leave the victim strung in a public display. This would be extended to be afraid and not to be terrorized. So, I'm going to tell you all when did lynchings first occur? Well, the first lynching occurred in Madison, Mississippi in 1930, oh 1835, my bad. It was basically called the Oxford Eagle Case where basically a wife and three children had fled out of Tupelo because this man had killed her husband and left him defenseless. So the purpose for lynchings to happen in the first place is what we're going to talk about. The overall belief was that hangings. Bodies was rather in the media and after murder was to help enforce the fear within Black communities that if you cross white people, this is what can happen to you. So something Ida B. Wells said that was very part, important was she talked about advocacy to influence the discontinuation of lynchings through publishing of hundreds of lynch, lynchings, exposing the brutal acts. And if you all ever heard of Black Flag, well, if you haven't, I'm about to tell you. Black Friday is this black flag is a spread of awareness of lynchings. It helped gain support to end lynchings. I also have a fun fact for you all. Lynchings weren't actually ruled a racially motivated murder until 2018, 186 years after the first lynching. Okay, that was some pretty, you know, interesting facts. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. You know, I didn't really actually didn't know what lynching was until like oh. Like, no, because you're going to go off of, like, I didn't know what racism was until, no, like, no. seventh grade. Ah. But no, I really didn't know, like, lynchings was a thing until, like, middle school. Middle school taught me a lot. Like, a lot. I but. think Miss Eplin taught me a lot. <laughs> but yeah, like, I didn't, yeah. I was just like, oh. When I first said it, I was like, that's crazy. Like, people like, what? So, basically... Suicide? Yeah. <laughs> So basically, I want to give you all a couple of murders, and I want you all to just think about, do you think this is a lynching? So Emmett Till, a 14-year-old African male who was visiting family in Mississippi in 1955, accused of whistling at a white woman, his body dismembered, thrown in a, what you call a lake or whatever, and literally you could smell his body from a mile away. Is that a lynching, or is it just a harmless murder? I think I was talking to you about this uh, yesterday, actually, about how... um, Like the people in the town could like smell his body. Yeah, you could smell his body. Like, rotting. It was just sad. Like, how long would, how long did it take for them to find him? I think know? it took about two or three days, but like his body, like the smell, they didn't really know it was him until they had lifted his body from the um river or lake or whatever. And then he was um what do you call identified? That's crazy. Like have you ever seen the pictures of his face? Yeah, it's dismembered, like, but like I really agree with the mom that it should have been showed. Like she's saying this could happen to your black son any day now. Like, that's crazy. Like That's they disgusting. shot, his, they shot him in the head. They um chopped his ears off. But how old was he? He was fourteen. <laughs> Next case we have you all is Michael Donald. I actually just recently learned about him. He was a young, like 15 year old male. And actually he was murdered by two Ku Klux Klan members. Like we're not talking about, he was whistling. We're not talking about, he was accused. He was just randomly standing on the street. These two KKK members walked up to him and murdered his body. An interesting fact about this case is his black mother, she went against the Supreme court and she won the case and she won $7 million in honor of his death. Heard that, mama. I think that's a great reparation and I think she really should share her story We're gonna move on to George Floyd murder case If you don't know what this case is What well, are you about to know now If you don't know what this case is <laughs> You have been living under a rock Under a rock January uh, 2020 George Floyd was January? brutally killed You mean June? No, it was in January You sure? Cause... Yeah, but either way It was in 2020 <laughs> Yeah So George Floyd A murder Lynching he was murdered by Derek Chauvin When Derek Chauvin For nine minutes Held his knee On this um lovely man's neck So let's talk about that For for a quick second Like okay What would you consider A lynching Because when we look, You know Think of a lynching I think of You know Hanging Because like yeah. that's, that's the first thing That comes to my mind So when you bring up George Floyd I'm like That's when well, it changes Yeah Because like He wasn't He didn't hang him He you know, suffocated him. Suffocated him, yeah. But I think lynchings is a racial murder. I think lynchings, most people, like you said, think hanging. Lynchings is when you kill somebody because of who they are based off of their race and ethnicity. And I feel like George Floyd's case was not lynching. But that's like, oh, (laughs) okay. That's like a saying. um, All these other people, like, uh, I don't know how to pronounce his name. Who? Aubrey Audrey you know the guy who why are you laughing you know the guy who um the the like three white men killed or whatever on um, like he was like jogging you know what I'm talking about that was a recent murder yeah that happened in 2020 and would you consider that a lynching because like I, I don't think that would be a lynching I don't know to be honest they did I feel like, him because of his race they did that's true I so mean, would it be a lynching when it be a lynching i mean i feel that's person to person what? That, what i feel like it's person to person though i feel like george floyd's case was a lynching but i feel like the case you're describing where he was basically like jogging these three racist white men had just ran up to him and like just killed him in broad daylight i feel like it just depends on the circumstances but in my opinion any black person racially motivated is lynching in my opinion so let me spit out another name yeah keep spitting because mike, <laughs> mike brown mike brown yes mike brown that was a lynching how mike brown he didn't he didn't suffocate him he, just he shot and killed him, him but he racially motivated killed that man he killed that man <laughs> but like this like nyana do you hear yourself right now lynching yes okay let's okay lynching is okay, defined let's as a left. murder to punishment the transgressor in a crime my definition as a black woman is okay. that if you racially motivated kill a black person that's a lynching and i'm standing by that and anybody who disagrees oh well yeah, hear how she coming for me right now. Like, oh my God. Um, but let me keep going, Jalen. Let me keep going. <laughs> so I think you all enjoyed our little conversation, but you heard my opinions very well. Yeah. So <laughs> I'm right. just going to give you a last one. Now, this is called the Morris Floyd case. This is actually... A actual consideration lynching basically july 25th 1946 there was these four african-american people it was two marriage couples so basically two weeks prior this black guy he was on his front lawn and this white this racist white man came up to him and just start arguing the black guy he stabbed him he was sent down you know, a black guy stabbed he stabbed him like the white guy came as a transgressor you know cursing him out all crap and okay. literally the black guy stabbed him so he was locked up So basically what happened was um, His name was Harrison He was locked up And so The four African Americans And like this lawyer That had got to um, help them Get bailed for him They were driving down They bailed him out They're coming back Mind you Harrison took a wrong turn As he was driving The black couple back All of a sudden They meet this white mob So this white mob It was over 20 white men Literally KKK No they were just A regular mob (laughs) A big, oh, it was like over 20 white mobs of racist, you know, bigots. And they start coming. They stood in the middle of the street where they um, blocked the road off, where they couldn't move once they took that wrong turn. They forced the two men out. The two women were still in there. Mm-hmm. And then it was something. I think what had happened was actually both of the women, they were pregnant. So they were like, please don't kill my husband. I'm pregnant, like blase blase. And then one of the bigots had heard that. That's when they proceeded to force the women out of the car and then they killed all four of them and left them. So, like, my question to you is, do you feel that was a lynching? Or how do you feel about it? I feel it was, <laughs> like, a hate crime, of course. Um But, like, I, me, and you have very, like, different... Definitions of lynchings. Yes. So, to me, like, <laughs> just look at different side, you're like, what the fuck? <laughs> it's like... <laughs> but, like when you have two different definitions of lynchings, like I don't think those kind of killings are lynchings. No, like they're more like hate crimes. So, but while we're on the fact, like we're on the like you know the topic of lynchings, like who do you think does the most lynchings? Like, like what white supremacist group? What white supremacist group does yeah. the most lynchings? Yeah in that question are you saying like are you asking me like is the kkk doing it is it just some band of white pores doing no, it? so like if you got like the kkk the proud boys like who do you think is doing get the most because you know i didn't even know the Proud boys was a thing until um 2020. like i didn't even know there was a whole group so like these all like all these like you know killings is happening it could be them because there it's a lot of st louis it's a that's lot true. of missouri and I didn't even know that. Like, that's, that's crazy. Because you know how the KKK, it was like $40 million, Then we yeah. went to Marquita hell. Now it's 4000 That's an estimate. These people could be hiding out and probably Seriously. trying to make a collective group and, like, have a comeback. Because I believe Trump is going to come back in 2025. <laughs> 2024? 2025. No, it's 2020. Well, 2024! <laughs> either one, Trump is going to make a return. So we have to be prepared. Prepare, prepare? Prepared? Prepared? Uh, prepared. Um... Like, I don't know. He's just still too old. He might die before then. So, I wouldn't be surprised. I'm sorry. Like, But if he, he doesn't die, old, he going to yeah. make a return. And you know how the KKK and the white supremacist groups have been backing him up. But, um, yeah, that's yeah, so basically let's, lynchings. Let's, yeah, so let's go on another topic. And let's go into Jim Crow. Now, my... Question for you would be like, what are some changes you have and haven't noticed since this era? Let me just give you a little summary on it. Um, Jim Crow era was between eighteen seventy seven and nineteen fifty four. The laws enforced uh, racial segregation between the end of Reconstruction in 1877 and the beginning of the Civil Rights Movement in the 1950s. During this era, the Ku-, Ku Klux Klan grew into a secret society that terrorized black communities. They used the term white power and uplifted white men. Some laws that are, pla- that are in place at this time are segregation for white water fountains, restrooms, building interests, entrances, elevators, cemeteries? There was you wrote it, Jalen. I know, but I, I haven't seen this in like a month. Cemeteries, um, public schools, phone booths, hospitals—you know, all that good stuff. Um, it wasn't. it also wasn't common to see signs, um, at town and city limits warning African Americans that they aren't welcome there. Now. When I think of Jim Crow, like we were like we were talking about yesterday, when I think of Jim Crow and just like how that was back there, like you couldn't be like in certain places at a certain time, I think of Sundowntown. Yep. Like and that's crazy that like that's still legal. Like and that's like knowledge to people, like, oh yeah, this is a suntown, that's Sundown that Sundowntown. Especially like the season Illinois is like. Yeah, you remember that's me crazy. telling you about how yeah. them little sirens that we be having for tornado warnings—it sounds just like a siren you were hearing a sundown town. That's what made me question: Is Missouri a sundown town, or what? I, I wouldn't be surprised. I mean, we you, are a red state you now, exactly. You know, down south, here. Yeah. <laughs> hillbillies and all that. You know, I to say something is very much wrong, but no, I can't say that. Um, but just go back on topic and. Yeah, so like, some do you have like anything to say about that? Well, I feel like with dream crows, that has always been an issue, and I feel even today, like I feel like in contemporary issues, us learning about racism in the healthcare and the medical field, I feel like back then, bigots and racist white people, they were more bold, but now they're more scary in some things they do. So they try to do it underwater. And I, oh, I seen this, I seen this post um a little while ago, and it was like we're not our, like it said like we're not our ancestors like we if you're up and i'm just like well you know our ancestors really did fight you know they did fight yeah they didn't just have as much opportunity to fight as we do now yeah of course so i feel like you know they did fight let's not like the great degra- degra- like downgrade like what they did because they did like you know get us to where we are today um but i do feel like our generation you know we just like a I don't care like you know yeah, our generation is a like, definitely i don't care and they're just like sometimes our generation takes things for granted you know how like yeah. they'll be like i'm not your ancestor i blah, blah say i'll sit up here i'll fight the police i'll shoot somebody but you don't realize back then a black person could barely walk straight my grandfather tells me he'll walk down the street with his head down because he couldn't look a white a white man in the eyes like, Ooh, hoo, hoo. like literally <laughs> i i don't know it's just something about that time like i Like, if I, I don't know, if I lived through that time, like, I don't, I couldn't. I just couldn't. You know, like, you don't know, they just don't know what to do. I wish somebody would talk down to me. (laughs) Like, see, that's what I'm saying. You just, like, back then, that's probably how they felt. You know, they go home, talk all, all, like, all white people, how they felt. You know, didn't white people, I can't. But you had to cold switch when you got on that street or you... your life was on the line. Yeah. And, like, with Jim Crow, you know how, like, even in schools today, and I feel like also there's an issue within the school, like separation, natural segregation. Some people might not admit it. Some people might think we're collective, but really we're more separated than it is, mm-hmm. especially at this school. I do have some fun facts for you, though. During okay. This time. So one of them is that the KKK is an anti-Jewish and anti-Catholic. So they were, I forgot, like what they, um, I think start started with a P, Protestant, I think. There but, some fools. I, yeah, like you couldn't be Catholic, and that's like, ridiculous. What I see a lot of them being Catholic today, but um, anyway, another one was there were three heirs of the Klan and all with different agendas and different leaders. Like I know that the second rising of the Klan was um mostly like uh, I can't even describe it. But I have a paper, I have a I have a you know little article right here called the Second Coming of the KKK. Where it basically says um, this one happened in the 1920s, so right during that Jim Crow mm-hmm. era, um, it was not like a fringe group, but a popular mainstream movement whose bigotry was appealing precisely because its leaders recast it in a way many Americans found entertaining in a way, like they <laughs> they saw that they desired, you know. Sorry, you know, I'm still all over here talking. Oh. Anyway, um, basically, like, you know, the Klan then, the second Klan, it didn't, it, like, de-empathized lynching and secrets and, like, they were extremely racist, but they weren't on they weren't just anti-Black. This is the era when, you know, a lot of people were uh, migrating, like, not migrating, immigrating, you know, to America uh, so you know they they couldn't just hate black people because it wasn't just black people you yeah. know it just wasn't black and whites it was pilgrims all that yeah it black whites if you just uh, if Asians, you uh, yeah Latinos like it was everybody in the uh, city so they couldn't just like you know oh let me kill this black person right here oh well it's not only white people around the sea like now we got other race groups that probably like you know be like what the heck what y'all doing like why are y'all you know killing them so Pretty you know much, yeah. So, they didn't only target them, they targeted the outside of the group. They did target it. It's just... That is true. They did target yeah. It's just black people, regardless of anything, black people face the most physical yeah. and mental abuse of it. Yeah. Um... But, yeah, so, also... He's still talking. <laughs> like, it's crazy. but <laughs> like, he's still talking. Um, but also... Yeah, like they just, you know, they just didn't only target, and that's that's when they were, um, they turned the uh, KKK from being like, you know, you have to pay. Well, I think you still have to pay, but like you didn't have to pay like a big price anymore. But they turned it into like a secret, like again, like a secret society to a more public society where they had like family gatherings, they had like picnics and yeah. like like town things, like and it's just weird. Like you could be the races on like that kind of spectrum, like. You know, racism proud, like what? Like, that's just crazy to me. Um, I don't know what it is. It's just like, even today, even though you know, we still to this day, you know, we like drinking from the same water fountain, I still feel like you I got them some white people no who you know, they'll still look at you crazy and be like, I don't want to drink after you, or you sit here, or you know, even in going to the restroom, you come out the going bathroom. To metro. <laughs> Get to, you know you even going to metro i'm sorry but it's just like it's still those racial disparities that we have to go through. i feel like metro puts up this front that they're like oh you know we're community we're together we're you know all in this like you know all in this ticket like no we're not like that we're very much segregated like you can tell even like in the senior class like very segregated if you look at if you look at like the friend groups you will see very little whites and blacks mixing together. It's minimal. Um, you remember when I was telling you how one class I had partially, you felt like the Ruby Bridges in there. How yeah. I was telling you, I felt like the Ruby Bridges in there. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. We ain't gonna speak like, on that, but it's just like it's weird. And then, uh, I don't know. I think we talked about it in class. Like Justin experienced in, like the. Uh, oh no, we talked it in uh, BSU. Justin was like he uh, was in this class. I think it was. I think it was a. Uh, not go politics was it it was a class like has to do with history and stuff like that but he was in this class and it was like a class of white people and you know he had some friends in there, some black friends in there first day second day came back they were all the, gone all, all the white people stood still there he was there but his friend black friends wasn't there i agree so I he ended up out. dropping the class because like you know he felt uncomfortable like well i like and I, that's the same thing like why we're talking about okay i'm saying i'm black but why don't we talk about slavery? Like, you looking at me, like, what do you want me to say? Oh, damn you, you know, you're, yeah, you know, what, mine, like, what, like, no, like, that's why I feel like it's a, I don't know, I feel like it is easier sometimes for black people to talk about slavery because, you know, we are still the victims, we are still the generations yeah. being oppressed. But I feel like some Caucasian people, they, don't know how to talk about it. And I feel like some person, she was talking to me and she feel like she don't want to offend anybody. And yes, I understand it, but it's something that has to be talked about. I mean, there's nothing going to change. And I feel like we really need to start within the school. Like they always try to, you know, make those little programs or activities we have, but there is no mixing of communities. It's always white, black, maybe a little sizzle of brown, sizzle of black, you know, like one or two people to make the group look diverse. Yeah. And I can actually, some of these groups, you know, yeah. So I won't even like a lot of that. Like some of these groups at Metro, like they do that, like that little speck. They put the little speck in the group. So, you know, they'd be like, oh, yeah, you know, and it's it's not even very spec. much. It's given very much, you know, I'm not racist. I have a black friend. It's given very much 25%. Is that friend even, like, you know, cultured in a way? They're not like, culturally you know? diverse. Exactly. That's one thing. And I mean, I'm not saying names, but, you know, like... <laughs> You know, like you it's just you know, like yeah. I mean, if you're in senior class, you know who we're talking about. Like, it's not really secret, like you know. So, yeah, we're not trying to bash anybody. We're just being honest that we hope to see some more diversity. But I mean, it is our last year, so you know, we're probably not going to see each other after this. But I yeah. got to bless all of you. You know, much love. But yeah, like. It's just crazy. Like, I remember coming to Metro and I was like, oh, okay, this kinda different. This kind of different. But then like, you know. Cause we're both used to going to schools with majority black, black people. people. Yeah. I came to Metro. I was like, we dang, like get I've them. never hey I was like, dang, like I'd never seen like this many white people. Like, and I'm not even trying to be funny, but like I was like just taking me out of that like, you know, area that I was in and putting me in this like it's not even a PW. Honestly, like it's, it's not, really it's not. not it's just like it feels it's, like yeah it. because like it's so many of them um but yeah. also miss even you remember how she was talking about how she's writing this paper how you know she doesn't see many come you know african-americans yeah. in those higher-up classes we have like i went i took a, a ib class last year IB physics and i seen three it was three 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 black people in the class and I'm not saying I don't want to say we're embarrassed in our community but when you don't feel supported or you feel like already singled yeah. out it discourages you yeah, I feel yeah. like that's also a reason I dropped IB literature I guess oh that's still to that IB literature yeah I mean <laughs> love to Miss Trishman but you know like yeah no it's not <laughs> no like I love, no 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 love is to Miss Trishman but I'm saying like no like that's not it's not cool you know yeah like, but hey, it's he not hard kind of makes it seem like I don't like Miss Trishman that's my coach, please. Oh, and you know, last thing we're gonna talk about today. Sorry, she just reminded me. We're on like twenty three minutes right now. She just reminded me. Um, so last topic is police brutality, and we're just you. Everybody should know what police brutality is. So we're not even gonna waste our time doing a summary. Um, you know what it is. You know, police you know. hating on the blacks. You know, you gotta take it, of course. We gotta go ahead and start where it all begins. Michael Brown, mm-hmm. yeah. I okay, I think I told you the story, but I literally lived over there where he got killed. Then, yeah, by we the way, yeah. you lived right near Ferguson, yeah. I lived like you could when they burned down the quick trip, you could see the smoke from my house, yeah. like that's how close I was. Like, I remember it was a time like me, my mom, my sister were trying to get home after school and stuff and we couldn't even get to our house because of the protests how it was blocked off Mm so you know i feel like when like i tell my kids like yeah i lived in it you know like i was young but like i remember so much of like what happened like i remember when he died and everything we're talking about a successful young black guy going to college like he had just graduated this man would probably be in his field by now yeah and that's another black life loss yeah That's crazy. Now we're moving to. We already talked about George Floyd. Let's talk about Eric Gardner, how they want to put our black man in a chokehold. I don't appreciate that. I'm sorry. (laughs) I don't appreciate that putting him in a chokehold, killing this man. That was crazy. Now, I promise you, if we had vice versa roles, two black men, and it was a white guy, now you know they would probably try to put them on sentence for what is it, a life sentence or maybe even death row. You know, somebody else I want to talk about. And when I heard this case, it made me so sad. Elijah McClain, do you know what that is? I think I have heard of Elijah McClain. He was, uh, he. I think he had autism, but he was, you know, he he worked, like he was coming home from work and he had his book back on, like he had his headphones on, you know, walking to work and somebody called the cops on him saying, oh, he looked suspicious. The cops came. Or whatever, and he was basically like, "Like I'm fine. Like I'm not doing nothing. I'm not doing nothing." And they gave him, I think, a sedation or whatever. That's like 20 times more than they should've for his weight, for like a human in general. And they killed him. And like the whole time, like they were sitting there, you know, had him in a hold whatever. he was like, "I love y'all. Like I love y'all. Like I'm so sorry." Like, and now that you know exactly, yeah. you know exactly <laughs> what that relates to is black people not feeling pain in racism yeah. in the health care. Like, they probably assume that because he was black, you know, because he could take shocks of anything. Yeah, like that's he was only like twenty five. He was only twenty five. Any age counts. He was still like another black no, he was life lost. Three. You know, this happened two years ago. Well, yeah, two years ago. Well we on I didn't even know. Speak on the black lives matter, Jalen. All lives matter. Ah you don't want to get me started like okay i feel like if you support no let's actually talk about black lives matter and blue lives matter because you know we're on the subject of blue lives who you know that's blue listen (laughs) we don't have no blue bodies in the world like there's nobody blue you know that's and for me people to be like oh yeah blue lives matter that's a mockery to our protest it is a protest to our protest and it's like I'm sorry. Did they choose? Did They they got to choose, right? They got to choose to be a police officer. They got to choose to join a force where you have to, like, you know, put your life at risk every day. I didn't choose to be black in America. I didn't choose to be black at all, you know? But we learned how to deal with it. Yes. And I'm putting my life at risk every day just walking outside the house. Yep. I'm... Uh risk my life every day being inside the house. Breonna Taylor, for example, like it's like nowhere, sleeping. it's nowhere safe for us. Is is like where I'm getting at. And for you to say, oh, well, blue lives matter, all lives matter. We're not saying that all lives doesn't matter. We're just saying, like in case you forgot, our life matter as well. Yeah. So, so you do know, have to say black lives matter too. Then you're gonna say, well, they matter, and then you're gonna hit the all lives matter. No, you know, all like, lives won't matter until black lives matter, and that's just stand on that. Thank you. So, yeah, and like. On to, like you know the risk in my life thing like like another reason like I I can, yeah of course I want to drop like I'm so scared of being pulled over yes just because like all the stories I hear like somebody get pulled over somebody get shot you know like black oh just like that one like, guy you remember he got pulled over and they uh, paralyzed him yeah oh the uh it was this guy who you know how they always tell like if you sleepy pull over go yeah. to sleep right it was this guy sleeping in his car yep they I remember shot that. and killed him. Mm -hmm. sleeping in his car he had like two kids yes like what what how was he a threat to y'all if he was asleep i think our blackness i think think our (laughs) higher being our nature to be something more it fears those certain groups of white people yeah like that's crazy to me like i don't have a weapon you you're the one with the weapon but are you still scared of me like, mm-hmm. I should be scared of you I'm terrified of you you got the whipping. it Terrified. Can kill me like what like I just I just don't understand they go like what goes through the head like when they see a black person who is obviously unarmed like how do you think I can attack you anyway our presence is just a strong nature that they can't handle like and you know you've been hearing things how black people got these magical powers it's like <laughs> Like the whole thing with 2020, they said like yeah. December 13th, you know, fuck um, people like definitely yeah, get some powers. I'm still waiting No mine. I fine. think we already have the power, we just don't know how to use it. Hey. Shaba Shaba, you better preach it anyway. Okay, that's the end of it. Um, yeah, so we just want to thank okay, y'all for yeah, listening to our podcast. Almost 30 minutes. <laughs> um, we appreciate you all listening. Me and Jayla Yeah. If you all have any questions, we are glad to answer them. If you have any opinions or revokes, to anything we're we're glad to answer those as well. Of course, that too. I'm sorry, i just see something on my phone that just made me like, girl, what? That's something for something else. We're get cut off. We finna well, I really hope off. you all learned something. So thank you. Yeah, like that was that was a good talk. I feel like I learned some stuff. Hopefully, you guys learned some stuff. You know. Peace out. Whatever. Yeah. Uh.